Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. Today with me here, I have Elle Light. She is a soul sister. I'm genuinely so excited about this episode as we were dropping into like what was going to come through. Oh, it just feels so good and so in line with what I've been sharing. And I actually met um, Elle in Mexico. She was a co-founder of the conference that I did in Mexico. And so spirit brought us together in the most beautiful way. And then when we got talking and it was like, holy shit, I've never met someone that channels in the way that I do. And it was just this beautiful, like homecoming. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you fact for inviting me on. I'm really excited for this. Amazing. So to use her official bio, L is a L light is a multi-dimensional activator here to assist you in your full body ascension and coming home to your highest timeline. Today, guys, we're going to talk a lot about. I've been talking a lot on this podcast about um, this crisis of faith I went through, this resurgence of Christianity. So we're going to get into this today, and I'm so excited because L really um, she loves Jesus, <laughs> and she is a really beautiful embodiment of. Christ consciousness for me um she's a pure channel for this frequency and I just know that what we're bringing here today is going to be really powerful and it's going to help a lot of you in the ways that it it helped me when I was coming to these understandings of the parallels between everything some of those struggles that come through in coming home to Christ in um, this journey and some of the things that might come up and then what those parallels are so before we get into all of that, that's what it's going to be. And it is a beautiful frequency here today of activation, I feel. Um, And we've set up a nice grid for you guys all to receive that activation. Before we get into the bigness and fullness of it all, I would love to ask you, what brought you here, as in to this place in your journey? Um, What was your awakening journey like? And yeah, in your own words, kind of how did you come to be teaching these things to be holding this codex? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, it's been a whole journey within itself. I went through a Kundalini awakening in 2013. And then over the years, it's just been a forever deepening process. I did my first ayahuasca ceremony in 2016. And that's when I really began to actually heal my relationship with Christ. It was actually through Mother Ayahuasca because I had a lot of Christian trauma in relation to Jesus because of my upbringing, like so many. Um, but Mother Ayahuasca really awakened me to crystalline consciousness and the relationship this has with Christ. And then a journey unfolded of my, my second Kundalini awakening and also the remembrance of the ancient forgotten life of Jesus, how there is so much that has been hidden in the dark that so many have forgotten and that is leading to so many being disempowered. And so naturally, yeah, the path just unfolded, the dots connected, and 
as it began to open to the Christic frequency, things really began to flow. My life began to get better as well. And also the lives of my clients, the soul tribe. It's, it's been amazing to witness the power of Christ above and beyond everything else, like working in truly miraculous ways. Yes, so that's amazing. how I found myself on this journey. Yeah, I love that. Um, the word crystalline consciousness, I've heard you kind of explore this parallel before, or like Christ and crystalline. I'm just, I'm interested to hear you. You've, you've expressed it so beautifully. And I would love to hear that from your your own kind of words, like what that represents, like what it is, what is crystalline consciousness? What is Christ consciousness? Because I think that's a concept and it's a gnosis, like you can know it in your being, you can embody it. But for those who don't know what that is or what that means, what would that be to you? Or what is it do you think that Christ embodies that is coming through in this new wave or where we're headed as a humanity? Mm -hmm. But what I've been showing is Christ consciousness is crystalline consciousness. These are different names, the same divine fifth dimension or state of awareness that we awaken to as we come home to love within. And so crystalline consciousness was a key stepping stone for me to reawaken to Christ. You know, although they are like the same, they have their different codex still at the same time. And so each code carries its own unique frequency of activation. But crystalline consciousness was a key bridge and stepping stone for my reawakening to Christ because it really assisted in elevating beyond religion and also becoming crystal clear. You know, crystalline consciousness, it is multidimensional. A great way to understand it is by looking at the crystals, particularly the clear quartz crystal. You know, we as a human species in this process of ascension, we're going into higher dimensions we're ascending into higher dimensions and it's like the process of coal becoming a diamond and so it's like a molecular upgrade that we are experiencing from a carbon-based species into a silicon-based species and so silicate crystalline frequency it comes hand in hand with the crystal consciousness and so yeah it was a key stepping stone for me in awakening to christ and really opening to that spirit of Christ as well was becoming crystal clear first and foremost it's like the crystalline consciousness facilitates you in becoming crystal clear and then Christ steps in and begins to flow through the crystalline channel something that like I'm being shown or told at the moment as well like as you were speaking about the visual of the crystal and I've never seen it this way and it's so interesting that this is what's coming through um you spoke about being above or past religion they're showing me like the crystal being all of these different fractals, like any angle that you look at the crystal, mm -hmm. there's a different like surface of the crystal. Uh -huh. And so there's all these different part, whoa, my whole body, <laughs> all these different pathways to God or all these different fractals of God, or we are all these fractals of God. And there is not one that is more truer than the other. It's just a different perspective. And so when we look at religion, uh -huh. like <laughs> that's just one fractal of looking at God through that fractal. And I have spoken about this and I think mm, I spoke about this beautiful. in my last episode. Yeah. around channeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so crystalline consciousness is like that above perspective where you are the whole crystal and you see everything uh -huh. in its totality, totality rather than mm. being fractal of that crystal, the unity consciousness, which is really cool. I was like, I get, I'm understanding yeah. that more. Um, you spoke briefly about, and I have my own, like I've, dive balls deep into all of this but my I don't know if my viewers and listeners have um the parallels between or like the connection between kundalini and christ and the mystery school training christ went through and 
we can even get into like Magdalene and Christ. I definitely got onto that um, topic briefly with another uh -huh. person on here recently, but just let's, let's riff with that. It feels like where we want to go with the. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with Kundalini, it's been a huge part of my journey because it's what propelled me onto this path. Um, without the Kundalini, I don't know if I would have awakened. It was like the universe shaking me awake. So it was like literally there at the foundation of my ascension process. And, you know, as I've gone along this journey, there's so much that has come to light in relation to Jesus and his time in India. And this is something that I believe was actually taken out of the Bible in its famous missing years. But in going to India, studying in the Himalayas, in the different ashrams, you know, the Kundalini masters, the gurus, the swamis, they speak of how Jesus or Yeshua was a great Kundalini master who spent time studying yoga and Buddhism, Hinduism in the Himalayas in India to master his Kundalini, which in turn assisted him in awakening to Christ. So, I mean, the way I see it is the two paths, they are divinely interwoven, whereas like the Kundalini is a path for our full body ascension. And as we raise the Kundalini, we are in essence moving into Christ consciousness, particularly as we direct it into our macabre light body. Absolutely. And um, for anyone that wants to like deep dive into any of this, there's a few really good books that I recommend. There's The Second Coming of Christ. I think it's by Yoganda. He channels Christ and he's a He's a yoga teacher, like a really famous, I don't, I'm not really that into yoga guys. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I know who this person is, but I do know that he's very big, like one of the forefathers of yoga and he communed with Christ and channeled this whole book um, around like Christ's interpretation of the scriptures. Right. So that, and it talks, there's another one called the yoga of Christ, something like that. I'll put these in the show notes. If I remember another really great book. Another one is tantric Jesus talks about all of this as well. So it's like beautiful, the parallels. There was something coming through that just dropped out of my mind that felt really important to talk about. Spirit, give it back. What was it you were talking about? Kundalini. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So <laughs> thank you. Um, as you were talking about Kundalini, for me, I was really feeling into like this concept of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of Christ mm -hmm. and how Christ's teachings are literally the keys to accessing this kingdom are within and this is what uh -huh. um the magdalene Mag manuscript or the, the parts taken out of the bible don't want you to know right it's what my understanding of all of this is is that he, christ wasn't teaching that the kingdom of heaven is somewhere that you go when you die and you've mm -hmm. ticked all these boxes and you know you've repented for your sins it's like we can access this within ourselves and he was an alchemist which is how he was able mm -hmm. to do these things like heal people miraculously or turn water into wine is because he had a clear channel for the divine to work through he was an alchemist mm -hmm. and that's probably what yeah. he was learning in india and all these places um uh -huh. so is there anything you have to add around that well he was yeah accessing a higher dimensional perspective so in 3D and 4D, it looked like he was defying the laws of physics in space and time, but he was just actually accessing a higher dimensional perspective. And so many yogis have done this throughout history. You've got obviously all the ancient deities of India who were accessing this higher consciousness. But also Mahatma Babaji, he came after Jesus. You don't even heard of him. 203 AC. And he is said to have never died. And so people still encounter him in the Himalayas to this day. 
And so he was actually from the same school that Jesus was part of, the Kriya Yoga. And so they're connected. He came after Yeshua. I mean, there's so much. It's such a huge topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Um, When we were jumping on here before, it was really interesting. We spoke about how we both feeling this, and I've spoken about this on here, this a lot of people are coming home to Christ. And with that, what comes with that, because there's a lot of trauma, as I've spoken about on this podcast before, for me, I've had to deal with a lot of like Christian trauma for me when recently, really recently, it was like this, a whole nother wave of coming home to Christ. I've been coming home to Christ for a really long time, but a lot of trauma was coming up for me from my Mayan timelines of like being um, one particular nightmare that I had. And it was a very, like, it was like an astral dream. It wasn't just a nightmare. It was like, I was living the memory of there were these priests or something was going on. And I was being told I had to denounce my Kundalini and it was the demon in me and the devil. And like, I have to return to Christ. And I remembered it and it was so vivid and it was so real in that moment. And I was having this visceral reaction. And so for a long time, for a couple months, I was like, holy shit, I need to turn away from like, if, except if I accept Christ in my life, I need to turn away from this whole path. I need to stop channeling. Um, I need to stop tapping into my Kundalini. I need to, and this is like literally five years Mm or you know, plus 10 years of, pre the big awakening but five years of cultivating this work remembering past life like all everything that I've known and worked on for all these years was negated Uh in that fear of like I have to repent I have to go back to the church and start reading the bible and if I don't do that I'm going to hell and there's this Armageddon coming and there was this real fear that Mm -hmm. was coming up right like dogma and Uh fear um and I'm just curious like what your journey was with firstly overcoming that like that what that means and and when when you come home to Christ what our brain makes that mean thanks to the dogma Mm -hmm. or the religion and what you know you did say something beautiful before we jumped on around people are having to go through that um Mm -hmm. another wave of that I guess Christian trauma or religious trauma or whatever it is Uh uh-huh yeah well it's like generational trauma as well I mean it was only about 100 200 years ago that our ancestors were being burned to the stake and called witches, like the magic people who carried the pure codes of Christ. They were heavily repressed, like the healers, the energy workers. And so there's this huge collective trauma and Stockholm syndrome that I do believe has been passed down through the DNA for generations. And so, you know, something key here is, you know, it's fear. And fear, if anything, is a reflection of being out of alignment with God. And as soon as we come home to Christ, it's like we transmute the fear and there's actually nothing to be scared of. You can transmute the darkness into light. And so, I mean, I never really had a moment of feeling I should give up all the energy work or Kundalini because that's what brought me back to Christ. But I know a lot of people have been experiencing that because it's so heavy within the field. If you've got so many Christians that to this day demonize energy work, even though it's what Jesus was doing. So it's definitely an interesting one to navigate, you know? That's, but, the, um, like, that's the irony of the whole thing for me, um, which was what I couldn't quite grasp my head around. And the irony mm-hmm. that it was prophets who brought through God's word, right? Prophets. How are they receiving that? They were channeling it. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, that's what that's it just, it. It, there's so many contradictions. And yeah. um, 
for me, my gnosis, my, I have, and I say this on here with humility and with knowing that like, I don't know how to, I'm really careful in how I say this, right. Um, just because of how it can come across to people and, you know, who gives a fuck, but uh-huh. like, I felt God, right. In ways that some people will never feel God in their whole lives. They go searching for this desire to feel God and they do an ayahuasca journey or they, you know, they'll mm-hmm. only experience that fleeting moment of experiencing God once in their life on their deathbed mm-hmm. when they're about to pass. Right. And I experience this constantly as a constant state, not all the time. I definitely have times like the past couple of months where I'm separate from that. And the separation from that is fucking unbearable. So unbearable that I don't want to be here. Cause once you really like felt God in that way to not feel God and to feel separate from God is like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like I can't be here um, away mm-hmm. from that love but I have felt God. And to me, what I felt from God is pure love, but it's also something that a book is never going to give me. Right. And so I understand that some people require this book. They require these words to bring them closer to God because they can't have that feeling or that gnosis. But Mm there's a message coming through here for people who are listening to this, who are going through this like questioning that I just did. And I see that I know why I fucking had to go through it. because I'm about to channel this whole revolutionary Uh activation book that's going to have me burned at the stake basically right so it's fear (laughs) but um the message is like your gnosis is more real than anything else outside you and that is literally what jesus was teaching so as Mm -hmm. long as you are anchored in love and as long as you are connected to love and as long as you are asking god like show me the truth show me what is real Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. coming at everything from this intention of of service of the whole of how can I serve? Yeah. How can I, you know, open my heart more, show me I'm willing to see the truth, then that uh-huh. gnosis is more important, right? If you are accessing, if you're already capable and at a point where your heart is open enough that you feel the presence of God in whatever way that is, right? It doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. me having these mystical experiences all the time. It could be something simple as you just have this peace in your heart or a knowing when, you know, you see a tree and you cry because it's beautiful or you see God in a baby or whatever way it is that you see and feel oh. God that gnosis is more important than Mm -hmm. what someone else is telling you your experience of God has to look like. And I think this Mm -hmm. is what Jesus was trying to teach. And this is for me (laughs) where that struggle has been, because I'm like, but I, I love Jesus and I love God. And I feel like I'm a priestess. Like I've devoted Mm -hmm. my whole fucking life to being a priestess. Like how Uh much more churchy can you get? Like I'm a nun basically. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But then I feel like if I was to walk into a church, which I, I still feel like I've been really guided to do lately, so I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. But if I was to be walking into a church, I'd be so misunderstood. And it's like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay uh-huh. that these people aren't going to get it. It's okay that they're going to judge you. And it's okay because that's just their perception and that's how they find God. And if they have to find God through these rules and these restrictions mm-hmm. and this fear, then that's their access point. And yeah. Jesus taught us to be above that and not to judge people who are different and he hung out with all sorts of people from all different disciplines uh-huh. right? He's literally here to bring people from different religions and backgrounds together and he was a jew and his own yeah. people turned against him so <laughs> you know is it if, if take nothing from this episode is like the thing that you can do in my in my mind to be a good christian right if you want to even put yourself into a label like i don't believe in labels anymore with religion but uh-huh. if you want to be a good like a uh, a steward of Christ be like Christ like literally mm. take his embodiment his way of being and be that in the world uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you so much. My gosh. Yeah. You know, he was, he was persecuted by the Jewish people, by his own people. Mm-hmm. It comes with this label of the new earth human being with this path, the full body ascension, you know, you're anchoring these codes of divine light, and a lot of people, they can't handle it. Triggered. Even those yeah. in the Christian church. Um, but in Christianity, it's quite interesting because there are a lot of contradictions, like you mentioned earlier. You know, a lot of Christians, they label Jesus as God. Mm-hmm. And that actually goes against the second commandment, which is do not make idols and worship them above me. And so it's contradicting itself, Christianity, a lot of the time. Um, Jesus never actually said he was God. Mm-hmm. He said he was God's son. <laughs> and so there are all of these distortions within the Christian faith that are creating a lot of separation. And, you know, I, I believe when religions around the earth begin to look for the similarities between their teachings rather than the differences, we will see peace on earth unfold. A hundred percent what I feel a hundred percent because the more we box mm. ourselves in and this is literally what was shown to me the more I was like I'm gonna denounce everything and go become fucking Christian God was like well wait like I'm in all of it uh, <laughs> I'm in all yeah. of it I'm even in the uh-huh. fucking dark entities Beck. like you don't realize I'm all of the things that you were saying mm-hmm. like I'm not so this is so key right because it's just separation it's just separation the more we say I can't talk to this person because they're not a Christian or they're a Muslim yeah. or whatever it is. And there is underneath all of it, there is this love, right? Like most religions mm-hmm. anyway, the intention was pure. It could have gotten uh-huh. fucked along the way with men and humans and their, you know, ego. Yeah. Something was coming through that actually, as I said, ego, it came through again. There's this like, I'm talking to, I started working with a mentor recently. And as I'm going through the process of channeling my book, um, she was saying something around like, there's something in me that's like, the ego or the fear that it's just ego or hubris to claim Mm -hmm. that I have these knowings or this gnosis, or you even saw me probably Uh do it fucking five minutes ago when I was like, I feel God in this way, but I was like, Oh, but like, I don't want to claim that because people might fucking hate me. Right. It's still very alive in me and I'm working through it. But I think the path of this Christ consciousness is like you said, it, it, it triggers people who aren't willing to claim that level of empowerment of like, Mm -hmm. I am chosen by God. I am chosen by God. Whoa, my whole body. I'm chosen by God. And I have this power and my direct line and communion with God is stronger than anything and anyone outside of me. And I choose that over anything or anyone outside of me. And that takes balls or ovaries or grit or whatever it is. Like it takes a level of like self-love really, truly is what it is. Self-worth and self-belief and, you know, the audacity, the hubris to be able to say, I'm wielding the power of Christ through my body. A lot of us are like edging back from that especially women and especially because christianity so much of it is uh-huh. repressive to women um and maybe yeah. that's by design you know maybe you know it's the big key when you claim i am christ you become one with that frequency but it's like the christian faith has been holding themselves out of alignment with christ you know christ came as our or jesus came as the example of our human potential but that is what is so often forgotten about. Absolutely. You know, and didn't, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be put on a pedestal was literally what I was about to. Yeah. That's <laughs> to me, leadership. Don't put me on a fucking pedestal. I'm human and I'm working through it, but take my embodiment, right? Take my embodiment mm-hmm. of how I'm being and model it and find your own way to be that. Yeah. Which I think that's mm-hmm. 
that's the gift that he brought here. Um, yeah. I'm interested, I mean, of course you, you have, but have you ever gone down any of the Magdalene Christ, like divine union template rabbit holes uh-huh. and, and what's that brought up uh-huh. for you? <laughs> yeah, wow, a lot. I mean, I've been on a whole journey with that, uh, meeting soul family, receiving downloads. Like when I first went to Montserrat in Barcelona, Spain, I don't know if you've been to Montserrat, have you been to Spain before? No, no. If you ever go to Barcelona, Montserrat, I recommend it, sacred mountain. There's even a hermit of Magdalena there. Lots of Christ coats. When I first was there, I mean, I received a download that Yeshua and Magdalena were together. And it was this holy union that the church wanted to destroy. And so they branded her a prostitute. <sighs> and then I met people further along my journey who shared the same information, like reconfirming this download I'd received. Um, to this day, you know, it is etheric. There's no like written evidence, really. I mean, there's the, Mag- the, the Gospel of Magdalena. I think it's the Gospel of Magdalena that speaks about or the Gospel of Thomas that speaks about how he kissed her on Mary the it's, it's, it's Thomas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her. Yeah, that's got the Gospel of Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's one of the ones that's been taken out of the Bible. So mm-hmm. you just don't know. You know, there's been so many books that have been taken out of the Bible. It's, it's hard to, like, really, truly mm-hmm. ground this information. But so many people saying the same thing. It's definitely something to consider. You know, what I like to do is, rather than attaching to a certain theory observe it I'm more in the space of yeah it could have been but it might have not been you know I've also got those in my past who say that um they weren't together like people mm-hmm. I really respect and look up to um leaders in the spiritual community who say that they weren't together but have equally done a lot of work regarding both of them so I don't know, I'm an observer at this point in relation to that mm-hmm. particular topic, but for sure, I feel there is so much that can be activated there. I know um, weaving through Glastonbury, been to Glastonbury. I have not been to Glastonbury either, but it's come up a few times, yeah. Uh-huh. To go. There's a lot of codes in relation to the Magdalena wisdom there as well. You know, stories go that she was in Glastonbury, also in Spain, and different places of Europe, also France as well. They said she supposedly died. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I believe all this. I believe there is so much that's been hidden, so much that's been repressed, disempowered. You know, she was a divine goddess embodying Christ's consciousness in the female body. And that within itself is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, the Akashic activation of the human being that's available for us to tap into as women through acknowledging the path that she walked is profound yeah absolutely and there's mm. trauma <laughs> there's a lot of trauma there for women the trauma, when we, yeah, when we tune into absolutely i'm gonna get called a whore i'm gonna get called to this i'm gonna get called to that mm-hmm. um if i claim that i'm one with christ or whatever it is right claim my gifts mm-hmm. step into this path step into my magic um mm-hmm. which is again it's just it's moving out of the collective which is really good um uh-huh. i feel to ask around um Qigong I know you have a random like side note there but it came through to ask Uh around Qigong and like the importance of that in your life and how that helps you to anchor all of this in and um, Uh open your channel so I feel Qigong in many ways is like my favorite mystical art 
I mean, I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, but it often evolves more into like a Qigong Kundalini yoga activation class. I like weave the two different practices. The Qigong is so powerful for embodiment, I find. Um, elevating the vibration, also makaba activation, strengthening the field and really finding that energetic balance throughout our body and in turn our reality. You know, when I really go deep into my practice, Qigong in particular, things begin to activate so fast, particularly the mystical cities. Like my astral journeys are like enhanced so much. Um, it is definitely an incredibly powerful practice. I believe everybody should be taught in school. We should be learning this kind of thing as children in school. You can, you can just begin to imagine what the human potential would be like if children are learning this from a young age, they'd be flying by the time they're 10 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> they probably yeah, will be soon. Generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. 10, cool. 14 years old, yeah, mystical cities. And do you use this practice to like, I don't know why this has come through. It's come through because actually my last episode, my solo episode, I was talking about how I've been using these like embodiment practices and physical practices to anchor the energy here in my body, like of whatever mm-hmm. I'm manifesting. Um, talk to me about like your manifestation process, if you even want to call it that, because that for me feels a bit like reductive, but the process of like birthing things into life and how, how it's related to your embodiment, all these practices that you do. Mm-hmm. So visualization, but mostly it's my, my physical practice, what I do. Um, I work different crystalline rays of light, and this also weaves in with the, the Qigong. It's like the visual side of Qigong that I like to bring into my practice. So working with, for example, the diamond ray of light, the awareness of the energy, the chi, we can infuse this with a specific crystalline frequency and then direct that forward into that which we want to manifest. And so, you know, I'm always tending to my vibration. It's like the, the foundation for manifestations, frequency, but then also the consistent daily action. I think a lot of people, they get stuck in the space of I'm just going to meditate and I'm going to attract, do the energy work. And although that can get good results, it is really when we unify the yin and the yang, the feminine and masculine, the greatest results begin to unfold. But that's, um, you know, like the Kundalini rising, the weaving of the feminine and masculine. So I combine the two in my manifestation. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's what I was shown I was not doing. <laughs> like I was like all in the feminine, but not anchoring it like with the masculine, the physical body, the the bringing the codes down, right? So the anchoring mm-hmm. of heaven on earth. Um, I'm curious as we're beginning to come, come to the end of this journey. Firstly, is there any activation that wants to come through you? Because I know you're an activator in the same way I am. So I'm opening the door. There may or may not be, but I'm going to let that um, kind of come to you. And second, what do you see for the new earth or what do you perceive the new earth to be? I know you've had some interesting visions and things come through around this. So if there's anything around any of that that you want to share. Um. <laughs> take your time. It might take a moment yeah. to like tune in. Yeah. You know, like when you ask questions and so I'm like really visual. Mm-hmm. I'm multidimensional. So I just begin to see things and you ask me those kind of questions. Amazing. Great. Um, so the kingdoms, the new earth kingdoms, I first saw these in 2019, like returning to earth through the ether when I was in the Himalayas. 
and you know it's changed my life forever it was a vision that transformed the trajectory of my work and also assisted in transmuting any dense energies that I was going through at the time being able to hold a high vibration through all challenges is the eternal vision of what is coming and then over the years this has become even more detailed and something I do is I assist people in tuning into the New York kingdoms I do kingdom activations over on YouTube where I guide people in visualization meditation and journeying to these high dimensional realms and seeing what I see in, in, in the higher dimensions. So that's what I envision the new earth like, but you know, it's also like a gradual ascension process. So it can help to be aware of the final vision, the, the eternal destination where you're heading, but then taking the necessary steps from where we are now to assist in grounding those realms, you know, with like the ground crew. And so this is where our light body is really key. It's like our vehicle for ascension into the new earth kingdoms. And so the full body ascension, an advocate for the full body ascension, the physical practice, raising our Kundalini and doing this energy work to assist in elevating the vibration. And then from this space, the action that is divinely aligned with the highest timeline to bring that into manifestation, whatever that may look like for you. So whether that's a retreat center or a sacred course to assist others in their ascension, or maybe you know, an eco community that you're here to build. And so there's like steps to, it's like a spiral staircase upwards in a way, is one way that I see it, this ascension process. We are evolving into the kingdoms. But um, yeah, it is the ultimate vision that I, that fuels me on through everything really. Amazing, cool. So before we wrap up, are there any final messages or anything else that's coming through? I feel pretty complete, but is there anything you would like to, any wisdom you would like to impart on the listeners? I can do a little activation if you like. I would love that, that would be great, yeah. Okay, cool. so this is very powerful for attuning to the highest timeline. You can close your eyes. It's working with better healing. Divine creator of all that is, I ask that you attune me to my highest possible timeline. Attune me to the wisdom of my soul and higher self and the consciousness and frequency of Christ. Purify my whole entire sacred human vessel with the love, light and spirit of Christ. Attuning my whole entire being greater states of embodiment to the wisdom of my soul and higher self and on my highest possible timeline. And you can visualize a divine crystalline light within your heart, expanding out throughout your whole entire sacred human vessel, illuminating your whole entire being and surrounding you in a divine sphere of love, in a divine sphere of light. Divine creator, attune all aspects of me to the wisdom of my soul and higher self, of my highest timeline throughout each of my chakras, my DNA and cellular structure, about the subatomic particles that form the atoms of my being. Purify and attune me to the consciousness and frequency of Christ, the wisdom of my soul and higher self, the highest timeline. Divine Creator, do this now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So it is.
and you can affirm, I command it now if you wish to receive this activation. And then visualizing the love and light of your heart, expanding out throughout your whole entire sacred human vessel and surrounding you once more, this divine sphere of love, this divine sphere of light. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and take your time. Thank you. That was beautiful. And I, it was like short, but so powerful. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Coming back down so I did a longer one, but um, yeah, a short one. It is really simple to do. And you can do it anywhere. You're walking down the street and you need rejuvenation. Just do a little command. It's very powerful. Also expanding your field can do it as well. It's magic. Yeah. Magic of Christ. The magic of Christ. Well, beautiful soul, thank you so much for being here. If anyone would like to find you, find your work, find what you're doing, putting out there in the world, how can they do that? Uh, so you can find me via my website at the school of creation. And I'm also on Instagram at L Light of Ascension. Then I'm on Facebook under Ellen Holmes, YouTube, it's Elight. Amazing. We're going to pop all of those down in the show notes as well, guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for being here, sister. It's so, so good to Bye. meet you again. I felt an instant, like I know this woman when we started talking. So thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for hosting that event because I met so many amazing people through that event. So, or being oh, a part okay. of a part of that event anyway. And that's it for the episode today, guys. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe on YouTube, leave us a comment. And go check out Eli's stuff. And until the next time, beautiful soul, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.